When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Neve Kavanagh. And I'm Gerald Farrelly. And you are listening to... Agony Rants. I actually cued him. It was like, like I, was, I felt like a producer in that the, moment. I, I swear to God, the joy I get when we get that right. I know. And we've done it... Too many times. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've had about like 15 episodes, but we've done it about, I'd say, 400 times. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You, you kind of feel like the sense of achievement in that is just well worth getting into your life, isn't it? I like, know. It's like, we need to stop feeling delighted about it. We need to feel absolutely <laughs> mortified that we still get it wrong. No, I think... That's what needs to happen. I think we need to set better life goals for ourselves. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I'm off the walls because I think we're going to end up going to war with Russia. Oh, okay. That's where I am. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe. I know people don't come here for the political commentary, <laughs> Neve, but I just feel, I don't know, I feel stressed. I, I think there was an episode of The Wonder Years or something like about 20 years ago, or no, not 20 years ago, like 30 years ago, oh, God. where there was like warships like going towards each other and they thought the world was going to end. Oh. I'm nearly certain that was The Wonder Years. Yeah. And I think it had like a big, like it left a big mark on me, Neve. So when I hear that like there's Russia... Like Russian ships in our waters. I'm yeah. nervous. Okay, okay. I can't do conscription. <laughs> I think, no <laughs> offence, no offence, right? But, you know. Don't I, you even dare. <laughs> I know exactly what, if you say I'm too old, I will, I, I swear to God, I'll yet, walk out of here. I suspect, I suspect, that, you know, they, they'll conscript the younger ones first. <laughs> Absolute cheat. Anyway, I don't know no, why you no, say that you'll to my be, face. You'll, you'll be in a pivotal role. They cannot continue without agony rants. Totally. And as a matter of fact, if only Zelensky and Putin would call contact us, this <laughs> would be resolved. See, we could fix it, Neve. And you've got clout now because Russia are in the Eurovision. Oh, th- yeah. You see? have status. You should be. A, there's some sort of diplomatic status that you could just wait in and go. No, 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 enough, enough. I know. No, I know. And to be fair, they were in it when I was in 2010, so I can't even say it was before. You know, I was before their time. You know, I am on the radar. Okay, like, you're under. Okay, they, they I know didn't you. actually win. Obviously, win in their time. But oh, it doesn't matter. I'm still upset about that, Neve. I can't believe you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I just don't think I could do the army. Like, I t- I'm too, pr- I, like, I, t- I just, I'm too pretty for the army. Too pretty for the army. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I could do the mar- They could put me in the war room. I could be in the marketing department. No, no, no. Stop now. Stop now. There's a lot of. Oh well, maybe pretty boys is not what they want. There's a lot of handsome yeah, men in the, yeah, in the, the army, army and, yeah, women, and beautiful women. Yeah, it's a, it's a category of video actually. If you look for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's a whole other website, as I say. I'm back on tour, as I said. Uh, a lot of hotel rooms. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hotel rooms. Now, you know, we don't want to make them angry thinking that we don't think they're pretty, you know, I mean, and not so that that's not their job, I suppose, to be pretty, but like, you know. No, yeah, I, I just I just feel like that if I was a soldier, I wouldn't be a boots on the ground soldier. Maybe not. You know, I'd be more like, I'll think of a sassy meme to put on the army website. <laughs> a sassy meme. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but you know, nowadays everything is done differently. You know, obviously years ago it would have been up close and personal, but nowadays it's all about the, you know, the virtual world and how... Oh, virtual warfare. Yes, uh, you could be like the killer of the top with your sassy memes. You know, you could really do something. (laughs) I could really upset Putin. You could be pivotal. You know, maybe when it comes to the history written up, it'll say that sassy meme sorted that, yeah, that out. Yeah, exactly. It just hit the spot. Putin Googled himself and he saw something he didn't like. Because, <laughs> you know, everything else is positive for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is on the Russian internet. I know. Well, you know, to be honest, uh, I suppose this situation, I think I laughed because my son actually asked me about, you know, said he was slightly concerned about the Russians. He rang me the other day and said he's slightly concerned about the fact that, you know, the Russians and the Ukrainians and all that. And I, you know, because it's all about nuclear warfare now, mum. And I'm like going, like it's been about nuclear warfare. (laughs) You know, as long as I'm alive, because obviously the first nuclear bomb was down before I even got it. Yeah, yeah. So it's always been a threat. And I'm not poo-pooing the possibility of what may or may not happen. But the point (laughs) is, we have been on the precipice several times, sometimes not even knowing it. And if you watch a lot of TV programs, you know, like as in... Like the West Wing. Yeah, and the spy shit, the spy stories and all this. You know, we've been on the precipice way more. I don't know how we're... Any of us are sleeping at night. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. I mean, what I've learned from a lifetime of watching submarine movies is what we need is Harrison Ford. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. Just president of the world. Yes. Harrison Ford, just send him in, he'll fix it. Um, I wouldn't object to Harrison Ford being, you know, in fixing things. Being sent in. (laughs) Oh, Boots is in a dark place. Is he? I I am just, I'm trying to help. She's God lover. Like, she's just, she is not okay with me being away. I know. Yeah, she's made it clear. I know. And I I can understand that. And like, she's made, I mean, it doesn't affect me the way she's making it clear, but the way she's making it clear is that when I'm away, she's attacking my boyfriend (laughs) in the middle of the night. (laughs) Like, it's like at four o'clock in the morning, she has this realisation, if you were just nicer to him. (laughs) He'd be here. Yeah, so I'm I'm like, Boots, you do your work. (laughs) Are you perhaps feeding that? Do you kind of come on, are you one of these voices during the night, like coming onto your internet and going, Boots, it's his fault. (laughs) Yeah, we can do that we get because I have a cam a cat camera no I do yeah I have a cat camera like the house is wired up oh. I swear to god I'm wired up like a cam girl <laughs> so so you have cameras in your house and can you talk to boots there? yeah there's one camera that we can we can talk to her out of now I rarely do it the only time I've ever done it actually because I don't think it's fair because they don't know where it's coming from but the only time I did it was there's two places she's never allowed one is the coffee table if we look on, you can view it on your phone. Yeah. And if you're, if you're going to the apartment door, you'll see her on the coffee table. And then when you put the key in the door, you just see her get up and move. 
As in, like, these idiots are back. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm sorry. Every pet in the world does that. (laughs) The difference is, though, with a dog, I think they get away with it because they're excited to see you. Oh, yeah. They they mask it. But they're not. Like, we can be away for two weeks and then you open the door and she will just walk by us as if she was just going out anyway. Mm -hmm. And she just glanced back. Oh, you're back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know. Very upsetting. Yeah, it is, you know. But I wouldn't have no life. I'd be just constantly watching what was going on in my house and then making smart remarks. But when we got the camera... Um, I remember I would, like if I was meeting friends or something, yeah. I, I, I would be like, oh yeah, we got the cat camera, we can view her, it's great. So but then I would like turn it on from my phone mm. and like be zooming, but like my partner would be at home. Oh. Like, but he wouldn't realise. <laughs> so it would just be him like ah! sitting, eating his dinner, looking at the television. And then once or twice I'd do it, like to show somebody and then I'd get a text saying, stop doing that. <laughs> oh, at least he knew, well, he clearly knew. Yeah. Like this is big brother calling. <laughs> I wouldn't be comfortable because you see, you read all these things, how people can just hag into those cameras and they're looking at your life. Just yeah, saying. I mean. Just saying. Some dag road when that tape I mean, comes up on the, you know, like, <laughs> like Pam and Tommy. <laughs> A very short, unimpressive sex tape. <laughs> that people will watch and they'll experience it like they've watched somebody clubbing a seal. <laughs> into our subject today which is, is Valentine's Day <laughs> Valentine's perfect oh the joy Valentine's Day is this a good day for you uh, it's one of those days that no it's not well it's not that it's not a good day it's just something I've never really taken notice of you see what happened was I had this teacher when we were at school who basically <laughs> what age were you <laughs> like it was an all boys school I would have been oh maybe 13 okay. 12 or 13 so this is and before you would appreciate the fact you know, that you, know you that, knew. Yeah, but like there were definitely boys in my class that were bringing in Valentine's Day cards. And I remember For the, teacher, the teacher. Oh, no, that would have like <laughs> have, have received them and bring them in to show people. Oh, okay. You know. Okay, bragging rights. Yeah, bragging. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember there was a teacher that kind of got sick of it and just basically pulled a load of monitors aside and just said, it's just a holiday for people to buy cards. It's the card companies. So then like loads of us that, you know, weren't the most beautiful kids. <laughs> Didn't feel terrible about ourselves. Did you ourselves. just use the word munter in a sentence? Yeah. In relation yeah, to I mean, I, I was not an attractive child. Ah, like, I don't I, believe no, that. I, I saw you as a child. I saw you at age 14. You didn't look so bad to me. Oh, thank you. I know. That's lovely. But I mean, yeah. you're a very nice person. Like, you're very, very kind. <laughs> and I can only imagine what you said about me in private. You just, you just like, I know the woman. I know the woman now. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, right? It's, you know, the 13 and 14 is a funny age because parts of your face grow faster than the other. You know, know. you know, you kind of end up with a big nose or a big ear. Yeah, you wake up you know, and before. your arms are twice the length of you. Like, Yeah, it just suddenly happens. It's kind of a funny old thing that you're going through that chain yeah. thing. But um, yeah, so you did, are you saying you didn't get a lot of Valentine's? cards maybe? No, I got one. I got one from my sister's friend. Uh, her name was Martina. Oh. She was lovely actually. She was a really nice girl but, but I think it was very much a pity card. Well, maybe it was But it was lovely. I think I still have it actually. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I very much fall into the category of receive Valentine cards only under duress. As oh. in you're, you're going out with me you better buy me a bloody card because I never oh, got, I, I never got any cards Never. I have no patience for, I have no patience, I would have no patience for like not receiving one if you're in a relationship. Yeah. I mean, if we're sad and lonely, that's one thing. But <laughs> if there's somebody that should be buying it and they're not, that, that, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, I dare you. I dare you to miss it. Yeah, I've only ever got Valentine's cards under dress. And, and growing up, I was like, 
and you think it was bad in a boys school you want to be in a girls school oh my goodness I'd say it was cutthroat oh it was cutthroat and I used to actually when I was younger much younger younger obviously (laughs) everything's younger now but what I'm talking about was when I was young I used to bring (laughs) oh no I can't believe I'm going to admit this (laughs) I used to write uh, Valentine cards to my next door neighbour I was like uh, one there was six boys living next door to me and I used to oh listen work your way through yeah no just the one just the one (laughs) oh just the one uh, no just the one uh, that I liked and and I sent the cards in and I embarrassed myself every year with that and never received anything for a while yeah it was How just, many years? Yeah, just that's enough, amazing. enough to break your heart. And and but you know that's I never really. How will I put it? I never inspired that in people that they would be overwhelmed with the joy of sending me a Valentine or would want to ask me out. Nobody really asked me out when I was young. It was it was just not my thing. I just wasn't that person. You, and you need to back right up. Uh, no, this is brilliant. No, 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 don't do so that. So you. <laughs> So you sent a Valentine's Day card. Yeah, for a few years, yeah. And, and, uh, and received honest, nothing. And they were like, I'll have another crack at yes, this. Yes, I have. I'm <gasps> relentless. And, you know, I, to be fair, I was well never, done. I was never encouraged in any way to, to uh, how should I put it, uh, to uh, perpetuate this uh, fascination I had. But um, there you go. I, it was just but a crush. You did, Neve, that, I and swear to God, that's my favourite thing about you. I have, I have a, a resilience. <laughs> That it shouldn't oh, really be there. Same. <laughs> Misplaced. Oh, I, I, <laughs> Neve, I will fall in love <laughs> so intensely and ferociously. <laughs> I will pursue somebody oh. to the ends of the earth. Yeah. And when they're gone, I will grieve them for 20 <laughs> years and so will everybody around me. <laughs> when I, when, when I like, I like. That's it. Yes. And, and you know, I, I don't think it ever really goes away for me. Ever, yeah. you know, and, and but I don't mean that I'm kind of carrying 400 crushes, but for me, whatever it is. They're always special people. Yes, they are yes. special to me. Till, till the day I die, that's just the way it is. I don't love easily. <laughs> exactly, Neve. Oh, we're you on know? the same page. <laughs> we are on the same page. I, like when I was in my 20s, I was intense and ferocious. Oh. Like it was not, it was, I was a very difficult human being to be around. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Like I'm my getting... first boyfriend, he, I, like, <laughs> we were together like, I don't know, maybe, maybe three weeks. Okay. No, no. <laughs> three <laughs> I know, weeks? No, I think it was more than that. Okay. No, it, w- it was definitely, like, it was maybe 10 Early months. Days. Early days. V- like, very <laughs> very. But I was invested. Oh, you were I was in just it. like, yeah. It like, was like holding by the throat and whisper <laughs> fiercely, you're the one into his face. Oh, Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, it was like. When he I, was awake? <laughs> <laughs> was that one of those weird ones? Yeah. Oh, no, it was. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was yeah. an intense person, yeah. and uh, I, I, <laughs> I got. I think the first Valentine's Day, I got a star named after him. <laughs> wow! Isn't that pathetic? It's not pathetic. It's her. It's not. It's Anna, not. It's it's her, he no. broke up with me the next day. Yeah, that's fair. That, <laughs> yeah, I, that's, I, fair. You know. that's fair. You know, actually, I and to this day, even though I am. Um, often considered very realistic and all that I still live in some sort of fantasy world in my head with yeah. people I have whole relationships with people that they don't even know is happening and I don't mean that I know it sounds a bit weird but the thing is sometimes in my head I have this kind of concept about how they're going to respond to me as a person totally and, and they actually are totally unaware of this completely <laughs> 100%. Yeah. And it's not, that's not even, that's not even relationship relationships. It's no. like, it's just friendships. Just friendships. Even that, you know, sometimes, uh, and 
this is because I spend a lot of time in my car on my own. Sometimes I have conversations and I have an idea of how the conversation may or may not go in my head. Yeah. And so in my head, I have this conversation and, and, and I feel like I've had that conversation with that person, but they actually haven't. <laughs> yeah. And then it, when it doesn't go because they actually will have, you know, the free will of an, a human being. Why? You end up furious with them. I know, I yeah. know. I know, I, I'm not too bad. I'm much better at that than I used to be. I used to live in this alternate universe where everything was assumed in my head. And, yeah. And that was fact, you know, but it wasn't really. Um, I just, I just loved violently. I was just so in love with being Passionate in love about. And when I really, the object of my fascination was my sole focus when I, when I was involved in it. Oh, I mean, same. I, I'm not using the past tense because obviously I love my husband very much, it's, but it's much more tempered by the fact that I have other things in my life now. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I think like, as a young teenager, you're not so much. Oh my God, yeah. As a teenager, when I fell in love. Oh, everything. Yeah. Everything. I mean, and I, I like I felt like I would walk to the shops and fall in love three times. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, it was... <laughs> I wasn't quite as flippant. <laughs> like I was, but, but intensely. Oh, really? Yeah, it was very, it was very mm. intense. Yeah. I mean, I should have been medicated and put in a like I know. Cell. So and I, I think when we look back now, Grode, maybe there's a reason we didn't get any sort of encouragement. <laughs> <in> any, <laughs> maybe that's probably for the best. We didn't get Valentine's yeah. girls. I know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Know, I mean. Probably for the best. <laughs> It's like you can send him a Valentine's Day for the crack, but yeah. he'll handcuff himself to your gate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know this. It makes us sound very strange, but I think it's just the, the, the passion that we have for our lives. I think, I think it just feels like you're either in it or you're not. Like, and uh, but Oh yeah, feel all the feelings. To, yeah, but the only problem is the other person has to be kind of in some way consent. It doesn't take much. Like I think to be fair to my lovely neighbour who's, who's a lovely fella I'm sure and he's married with kids. You know, he did all that since I, I haven't seen him in years but the point is he did not he, I think he was aware but probably slightly embarrassed by I, it. <laughs> I, I remember know. one person like in the like back in my I would have been my mid twenties, mm. I guess. Mid twenties, a very unlucky in love name. Oh. Um, and somebody accidentally gave me their last Rolo. Well, that was it. <laughs> well, we all know we what that means. We were married and buying a farm. <laughs> a farm? I was just like, well, yeah. I mean, I was just like, <laughs> obviously, we're gonna, you know, this is a sign. <laughs> the fact this that you're buying, I, I'm going to go to get twenty tarot card readings. <laughs> okay, the fact that you're buying a farm tells me how based in reality that is. I know. <laughs> yeah, Can you imagine me on a farm. <laughs> yeah, but now honestly, everybody should be aware how serious it is when you give someone their last rollo. Yeah, I mean that was a real thing for a while. Do you remember, like oh. Valentine's, they used to on Valentine's Day they had the cardboard box. Uh huh. And that was like the sometimes the, like the only piece of affection that an Irish man would give you in a relationship. Uh, it was like, yeah, of course I love you, didn't I? Give me a bunch of a last Rolo. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like presented in this box and it was wrapped in gold paper and it was about three euro. That feels, Rolo making a fortune. I, I was going to say that feels like an advanced state for any of the men that I <laughs> No, that's, a, that's unfair. That's unfair because obviously I really started dating a proper, I suppose, in my 20s properly and uh, there was there was romance in your teens teens it was all the big about the padded do you remember the padded uh, Valentine's cards do you remember the ones that were all sponge on the front with the big yeah you know they were the size of your head it was like a quilt you know they were the like one. huge yeah, and, yeah. and they were like big spongy bit and then there was a photograph on the top or not a photograph but like a picture of some sort of stuffed animal or some such a thing yeah like your teens were all about trying to get a love bite and then your 20s are all about trying to get a love bite on your leg 
we live very different lives. <laughs> I hated love Don't regret it. I hated them. I I mean, A, what's with that sucking the neck off? You know, and the funny part was when the first time one of my kids came home with one, I was like, (laughs) what is that? This is the unfortunate part of being your child. (laughs) It's like that you have a podcast to talk about it on. And the best part is they didn't think I'd know what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Valentine's Day is a bit fraught for me. And it's added fraught because of the fact my birthday is the day before. Yeah. And growing up. Just want to say it's the second podcast yes. in a row where we've mentioned Neve Kavanagh's birthday. Yes. So it's not <laughs> just. Agnerance at gmail.com if you want an address to send. <laughs> Huge gifts. It's not, it's not just one day. Okay. It's a whole year. It's a whole year. <laughs> no. Anyway, so because my birthday is the day before Valentine's Day, the worst part about not getting a card is your hopes would be high because cards would come for me. And That's very difficult. Yeah, you see what I mean? Cards would come in the post. You would be, your level of excitement, anticipation is there. So everyone you open has the potential, the potential <laughs> to be a Valentine's card. And I have to tell you, not a, nary a one. Nary a one. It's awful. Yeah, it is awful. It is awful. And, and, and the thing about it is, it's not awful not to get a Valentine's card. It's awful to want one and not get one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course it is. I know. And I was never that kind of mother, right? What about the, like you getting the the card that you thought was a pity card? I was never the mother to send my children Valentine's cards. I know, yeah. I think that's the wrong, that's wrong on every planet. It is, yeah. If you're, you know, if you're unattractive as a child, you just have to accept you're going to be unattractive. No, that's not what I mean. I mean, (laughs) what I mean is, (laughs) it's weird to send your children a Valentine card. It's, you know, you can send love on any other day. That kind of love, that's not what we want. It doesn't make you feel any better because you're mad sending your card. No, it doesn't actually. It's kind of like, it's it's like the negative. It's like getting minus one. it's It's worse than a pity card. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. How would you I have mean, felt as a young boy to receive a card that you knew your mother gave you? I'd drink Shyline. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'd drink Shyline and say, I'd like to go, I'd like to go into the system. <laughs> I know. Or else, worse again, you receive a card that you don't know your mother sent, but it is your mother that sent it. And then you have false hope. And she's hope. denying it. Yeah, and you have false hope about someone. Do you know what I mean? You I don't know. Oh yeah, of course. I never thought of that. You know, so anyway, that uh, you know, Valentine's Day you is see, I, I never thought of that because I always just used to meet quite a lot of resistance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got some questions actually that mm. we should probably address. Because oh. one of the questions that we asked that has been asked and we've I've had a load of it in DMs mm. uh, is is Agni Rant's gonna continue? <gasps> Because I think this whole show has a whiff of a, you know, <laughs> double nervous breakdown about it. <laughs> How long can they possibly last? Is this just like a pandemic <laughs> thing? No, no, it is. It's weekly. Yeah. And we, you know, I mean, we might take a break for a season break at some point. Oh, really? But we don't have one planned. You haven't actually uh, applied on no, memo No, I mean, if, if I'm going on holiday, like. <laughs> yeah, but we can do I'll, it. I'll put in an application. It could be turned down. No, no. Um, no, no, there'll be no holidays. <laughs> yes, but we're, yeah, but no, we're, we're. We're here for the duration. Yeah, you know, actually, I think this is probably the most fun of, you know, that we can have. And actually, uh, I think we should be doing more like this together. Yes, absolutely. You know, 100%. We're a duo now. We are a duo now. We are like uh, Morecambe and Wise or Anton Deck or, you Anton know. Anton Deck, yeah, that's a good one. You know, we could be them. Uh, you, I have the forehead for which one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ant has the forehead, doesn't he? <laughs> 
I could be on. And I have the turbulent love past. Oh, oh <laughs> you have. Um, yes, so we are around to stay. Uh, yep. we, like, I mean, we even have stickers now. So if you want a sticker, oh hit us gosh. up. Just send us a message. Send us your address. We will send you we a very send you pathetic packet. <laughs> <laughs> a big... Big envelope with a tiny sticker in it. Tiny um, sticker, but you will be blessed. But you will be blessed, yes. <laughs> will. Me, me will sign the back of it. Yes. Um, and what? Yeah. <laughs> Is there only room for one signature? Yes. <laughs> so you have yeah. to say which one you, of us you want us to sign. Yeah. Uh, actually, don't, because Garota will be crying every day. Or yeah, me. that's great. No, I'm, I'm well aware. It's I'm well aware who the, who the draw is. <laughs> um, I, uh, yes, yeah, so we're around. We are, we want our numbers to grow. And, a, and once with the way it works in head stuff is once we start to hit a certain number of downloads, mm-hmm. that's when we can start doing bonus episodes. If you want to support the show, yes, you can do so on headstuffpodcast.com. Uh, it's a fiver, mm-hmm. and we get the fiver. You're supporting us, mm-hmm. helping right. keeping us on the air. It that goes into Neve's diesel tank because she used to drive to Dublin. And diesel's expensive. <laughs> It is. We're trying to get her to go on an electric scooter, but she's having none of it as of yet. No, no. Think of the environment. Not for 108 miles. You do. Um, yeah. So we are around. Yes. This is this is us forever. It's us forever. Yeah. You're never it's escaping just that, me. It's that tonight. I'm like the man in the house next door. Yes. I ain't letting <laughs> yeah. you go. Valentine's Day, 15 years in. I will get him. And if you want to help us, yeah. you can just tell somebody that doesn't already know about the show. Yes. That you think might like it. Yeah. Tell I mean, them about it. You know, uh, if, if send links, tweet about it, uh, and get it out there. I mean, I have to say that we're uh, doing pretty well in the listenership. Oh, needs. excellent, excellent. Well, do you know what I love about it? When you go on and look at see who's you know what's happening, how people are uptaken. The great thing is we've never gone down, which means that people are staying. Yeah, which is really lovely. And that's you know, nice. Yeah, it and is also nice. we're doing really well in Australia. Are we? <laughs> Straight, oh, we are, yeah. we are. Uh, well, I have a few relations there. Yeah, that, that, was, <laughs> that explains then. We're not doing so well as we thought in Australia. So, um, anyway, let's get back to Valentine's. Yeah, people have got in touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anita said, I can't, I can, poor Anita. She needs to be saved. Mm -hmm. My husband arranged for us to do a tandem parachute jump for Valentine's Day. I'm scared of heights, but it completely cured me. Anita. Anita, if you need somewhere to stay. Yeah. (laughs) Just Uh, hit us up. (laughs) Like, I would just love to know the man's thought process. No, well, you see, I think sometimes this is true because I know for my husband, this is true. There's a panic station comes in, right? A panic buy situation. I need to get something. And <laughs> a parachute I, I, jump. Yeah, well, I know. It seems, ex- I, I, first of all, I'm all about the aversion therapy, right? I think it's always good to face your fears, but oh my God. No, I, and for, I think I'd be concerned, to be fair, you know, about the fact that A, he wanted to do the tandem. Now, my question is, did you do a tandem parachute? Like, did, were you there with an, a, an, yeah. a qualified parachutist or were the two of you doing it together? You, yeah, that's not clear. And easy, we need more information because if, really that's, if that's you and the husband strapped together and dropped out of a plane, <laughs> fair play to you, yeah. more power to you. That's, yeah. that's a tru- there's trust, a trust in that relationship. Well, <laughs> you know, I think the easier way to test the trust is for, you know, you do that fallback thing. <laughs> Into somebody's hands rather than oh yeah 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 with your eyes closed I'd rather that than a, a parachute jump no no offense like there is no way I would ever even do that fallback thing no because my, my boyfriend has a very short attention span <laughs> <laughs> I would hit the ground and the last thing I'd see would be him on his phone no we're not doing that 
Um, yeah. but, I, but I think I'm curious as well. I wonder did Anita did her husband know she was afraid of heights? Because if she if if he did, that's horrific. Because like that would be like yeah, my not, boyfriend going, uh, you're it's afraid. Valentine's Day, so we've got this boa constrictor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be nice. We'd have, yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna wrap it round you. <laughs> See how it goes. See how it goes. Yeah, just, just my help my me grow love. as a person. To prove my love for you. Well, you seem happy, Anita, and yeah. I think what you can take from this is you're quite difficult to buy for. Yes, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> right, my husband gave me a pug puppy called Bert for Valentine's Day last year. He is my heart. Oh, Breach. That's very cute. Who's your heart? Bert, I think we Bert all or your know, husband? I think we all know it's Bert. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so, it's so funny. Like, we read that before. Like, you just... Yeah, I know. There's no question. <laughs> no question. No question. Bert is the centre of your universe now. So one of two things has happened here. Your husband has given you this puppy in order to distract you from something he's already doing. Or... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. No, no. Is it true that pugs' eyes fall out? <laughs> I've heard that. Apparently with like the thorough- all the time or just no, in general? No, apparently with the thoroughbreds, it can, their eyes can fall out and sometimes they have to have a little, did like, you have, a, a Do you job. have to put them back in? I think, do you spend your whole time I presume them back you in? just press them back oh. in with your thumb. <laughs> no. no, I think they have to have, a, some of them have to have a little eye operation to. Anyway, sorry to ruin a breach, but get the pet insurance is what I'm saying. <laughs> we are pausing for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And if you want to become a member of the Headstuff Podcast Network, you can by going to headstuffpodcast.com and pledging as little as €5 a month just to keep us in Chelsea Buns and Coffee when we record this. (laughs) Um, And if you do, uh, you will get bonus content from all of the shows. Uh, If you are a bonus subscriber to this show, you can watch the episodes with all of the stuff that we cut out. Um, Hello. Hello. (laughs) Fireside is an Irish storytelling podcast Mm. retelling the tales of folklore and myth as they were meant to be told. (gasps) Every Wednesday, Kevin takes a story from folklore or mythology, gives it a fresh retelling and discusses the story itself and the craft, culture and history of storytelling. When? You would love this. When is he going to be doing my story? (laughs) Neve, I no, 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 no. I mean, Neve Kinor from Tiernan Oak. Oh, no, no, Neve, no. I thought you were. I was like, my God, the notions of this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm definitely going to listen to this. I love mythology, and actually, mainly because I grew up thinking I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Well, whether you're a folklore fanatic or someone that just enjoys a good yarn, mm. uh, you can always join Kevin by the fireside, and Kevin is absolutely brilliant. Stay tuned, or. For a little taster. Oh, no. No. And coming up... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I've lost the power of speech. <laughs> you can always join Kevin by the Fireside. Uh, and if you want to have a little listen to Fireside, uh, here's a bit of it. No, no. God, say I that again. Introduce. That's shite. Uh, uh, and if you're hearing a good yarn, you can always join Kevin by the Fireside. And here's a little clip. Fireside is the Irish storytelling podcast. Every week you'll hear tales of mythic Irish gods, Arthurian knights or Norse Vikings. There is folklore from Ireland and around the world, and even historical legends like Brian Baru and Grainne Whale. Whether from poetry or prose, lyric or legend, if there is a good story at the heart of it, 
You'll find it here. I'm Kevin C. Olihan. I'm your host and fireside bard. With over 150 episodes and rising, there has never been a better time to join us by the fireside. Uh, now we have a problem. Oh. Our problem. Uh, this is an interesting one, and this is one that I think is this is something we've touched on before. It's from Daniel, right? Uh, oh. Daniel says, "Dear Gerald and Neve, I love agony rants." Well, Daniel, what a fabulous start! Yeah, thank you. We're with you're, you. You're like Joan and Jerrica, but with consequences. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like consequences. You know, that's it. A friend recommended to me, and I've listened to two episodes, and I'm already writing in. I'm going to binge the rest of them next weekend. Okay, here's my problem. I'm 27 years old. I studied drama and graduated in 2019. This is very young. Yeah, he's young. My God, how did you find us? (laughs) (laughs) I had started to get a bit of work and then the world locked down. I presume he means in drama or acting. Yeah. At the start of the pandemic, I got lucky and got myself a civil service job. Now that the pandemic is over and the world is starting to open up, I feel I want to try and get back into it. But I know it is going to be difficult. And also, I feel I am used to regular work and money. Mm. My heart is definitely in going back to doing what I love, but my parents are delighted. I'm in a stable job and they keep mentioning house prices and I should be saving, etc. I feel I need a bit of a steer and I think Agony Rants is where I will get it. (laughs) Daniel, you have come to the right place. Oh yeah, Daniel. Um, Okay, what do we think? Well, yeah. Like to summarise, he obviously, he trained, he probably wants to be an actor. He graduated Uh, in 2019, so basically he's getting a little bit of work of acting and then... I mean, he would have only really been starting 2019, so 2020, yeah. everything died. Yeah, yeah, listen, Daniel, I get it. You, you kind of got your feet wet. You were kind of all enthusiastic coming out of uh, after graduating and doing all those kind of things. You've got all the energy in and then it's like some big roadblock come in and then you got your real job. And yeah. we all know when we have regular money, With it's real very job, hard. It's very difficult to give it up. But I, I the one thing I'll say, Daniel is you're only 27. Now, I yeah. know that, that your parents were probably saying, you're 27 now, yeah. you need to start copping on. <laughs> they have a very different... If, you, if you'd heard our pension discussion earlier, you'd yeah. realise that people do live on the knife edge, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but actually, Daniel, to be fair, to be fair, both of us have been in this position. We've, oh, we've talked about it. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It is always good to have enough money to, to feed yourself and do the necessities yeah. in life. That's really, really important. Feeding the family, feed the soul... That's the most important thing. For God's sake, Daniel, don't give it up. You know, keep the job the way you like it. And if it's working out, you know, civil services life, you know, we know that's a job for life. Yeah, yeah. If you want it, it's there. Yeah. But nowadays, you don't need to make a choice just yet, because obviously, unless somebody's offering you a world tour, you know, you don't need to make those choices yet. Yeah. What you need to do is put out your energy and find ways to do what you do. While, yeah. while you work so that you can test it and see if you still want it because to be fair even if you lost that job you're only 27 you must, yeah. be, you must be able to have other work and, and do as, other as well things. as that like does the good old civil service career break yeah oh yeah well he's only so, in there yeah fair. well I think he can get after a year or is it okay. two years or something yes the great thing about a civil service job nine times out of ten or any job is they don't own you all the time so you go find yeah. what you want to do and get your passion going and then if it comes to the point where you need to make the choice you'll know what the right decision is to make. Now, I, I, I would, I think I'd take a, a slightly different tack with this, right? Oh. Yeah. I would say, 
like if you're in your 20s, I think, you know, Daniel has about 10 years before he needs to make big decisions, I think. Right. You know, so I would say, okay, you could do, you could do maybe the career break option, but I would say, think about getting out of Ireland. Wow. I just, I would say like, just if you like, if you're trained as an actor, like he's done the course, I would say just like broaden your horizons just a little bit because Travel, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think that you've come out of college and you've gone, you've kind of had this tiny glimpse of what life could be and mm. then it was all taken away from you and then you've got into this regular job and now you're in this situation yeah. where it sounds like, okay, the parents are houses, money. You've got the bit of stability there, but yeah. don't underestimate that when you make space for something to come in, it will come in. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I mean, you, like, if, if you were to say upstakes and go to London, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe you've got a bit of money mm-hmm. that you've saved because you've been working or maybe you haven't saved. Don't worry about it. No mm-hmm. judgments. Um, you know, uh, don't underestimate what a whole new space, like your parents are then, they're in another country and you can kind of start to forge a bit of a life. And also, like, if you want to be an actor, you have to follow the work. I have to say that, like, and the, the, it's the same as a comedian. No, like, I, 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 this is somebody that hasn't done it. Yeah, no, uh, as true as a musician also, you know, in the arts or in anything else that you're doing. But actually, even in any job, it, it's not even about the arts as such. It's about any job, any sort of thing that you want to pursue. The thing you is, have to go to you the have work. sometimes, as you say, have to make room for what is going to come. Um, I'm just rereading here and I'm wondering, are you still living with your parents? Is that what this is about? Oh, that could be it, yeah. <laughs> That's They might be talking about, uh, keep mentioning house prices maybe because you're still living with them. That might be that. That could be it, yeah. You know, but honestly, you can't, you can't be thinking about that. You can't be thinking yeah. about your parents uh, telling you what you should or shouldn't do because their experience is different to yours. And that's exactly. it. And, you know, and I'm not saying don't listen to your parents. They they know stuff. You know, we all know stuff. Yeah. But, that's our experience. But the other thing about it is, as well, I, I sometimes find that sometimes when you listen to advice. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we like, going with this? But sometimes when you listen to advice, you have all of these voices in your head. Yeah. You know, like like if your parents are saying you need the stable job, you need yeah. the pension, you need to buy a house. If you do all of that. Yeah. In five years time, they could just as easily turn around and go, and you never really branched out, did you? You never really you followed that, your you dream. You did that degree without you know, doing like, yeah. so. <laughs> you know, like it is. A, are you saying parents are fickle? Is, uh, what I'm saying is, <laughs> is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is, don't think you can win. No, no, no. It, you, but it's like not about other people. Yeah, you can't win this one by no. by doing what they say. Like, don't don't just be seeking approval from them. Um, no, I think you this have is, to follow your thing. This isn't really about the parents. This is about Daniel because he Completely. is in this permanent pensional job I'd say and he's got used to getting the few bob especially yeah. if he's been in uni for a long time and you know he's yeah, thinking yeah. I have the few bob now and uh, but I'd really love to do it and then of course we also know that at currently there's not as many options in regards to yeah, the yeah. arts itself so it is a little bit kind of dicey but I will say this Daniel you've put a lot of effort into getting your degree I think you need to test the theory one way or another so maybe the way to start it, to get your confidence up is to go do some Something maybe voluntarily amateur level, whatever, yeah, or a maybe a short time job where you don't actually have to give up your job, but maybe take some holidays to do it or do something that you know. Plan towards it. Really think. Yeah, about push it the passion a bit. Test it and see if it is really what you want to do. And if it is, then go for it. And and I'm right. With, I am actually with Garo there too. Traveling to other places where you suddenly find out where people take it very seriously. Like when I went to Nashville and went into a bank and uh, for the first time in my life as a musician, I was treated like a human being. 
I don't, but that sounds terrible. But, <laughs> I know, you know, yeah. at that stage, you know, people, if you went into a bank and said you're a musician and no matter how successful you were, they'd say, that's lovely. We love you. Uh, but quite frankly, we can't take a risk on you. Yeah. You know, and, and it's it's very unfair because a lot of musicians earn reasonable money yeah, on a regular basis. So the point for you is to really go where your passion is. Your parents are looking because they want you to be safe and secure. It is possible that if you bought a house before you left the civil service, you'd probably get a mortgage easier than if once you go into the arts. But I think if you've got a job, you probably will get another job at some point. So yeah, and, I wouldn't and, be stressing overly about the fact that it's a permanent. Pe- pe- there's nothing permanent in jobs now these no, days. No, not at all. So my feeling is you should use your energy towards f- discovering what it is you want to do in the arts. And I, the, the last thing I'll say as well uh, about this is he's got a bit of money at the moment. And yeah. what I will say about that is, right, when I was... <laughs> <laughs> was your comedy better like when you I, did up? <laughs> I'm gen. I'm genuinely sometimes horrified by the difference in my life now and then. Yeah. Than when I was working, because when I was working, uh, I had I was earning a good wage, mm. like I was a programmer, and then I uh, was earning a like decent money when oh, I was gigging as from well. gigging. So mm. I, there was a good an awful lot of money coming in, mm. and now that I'm just doing comedy, I don't earn even half of what I was earning then. But the thing about it is, at the time when I was doing all that, I was so panicked about money. Yeah. And it was. I was spending as much as it was coming in. Like, yeah, yeah. And now, <laughs> I, there's nothing I want for. Like, no, you know, I, know. I, 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 I do think that when you're satisfied in your job. Yeah, you don't. It's, it's, it's not about the money. It's, it's a lot easier to, I think, cut the cloth to suit your measure. Yeah. When you're doing what you want to do. How much is enough? That's really, that's, yeah. How much is enough? And, it, and, 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 and when you're happy and content in what you're doing, it's a lot less than you might think. Yeah, I, it is. You're right. That's spoken from uh, the point of view of two people who, uh, when they retire, it okay. <laughs> will essentially Well, no, we'll be dead before that. <laughs> We're just going li- to huddle in safe. We'll be sitting in Neither a room. Neither has taken the Janice Joplin option. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, it, it, you know, it is difficult and, and it, it may seem a little bit... Uh, um, you know, careless to kind of go and throw yourself at the at the mercy of it all. But, you know, really, uh, there's a million reasons why you should or shouldn't do a thing. But you know yourself, I think, Daniel, more than you know. More exactly. than you know. I think you need to trust your own instincts and not worry so much about your parents. But if you're living at home, you still have to be contributing. I'd say they're, you know, they're probably concerned that you're going to live with them till you're 70. So that might be an issue in their heads. But, you know, and speaking as a parent who has two children, I'm, you know, at that age where I'm thinking, maybe you'd be thinking of moving out soon. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, you know, it's, 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 they're just worried about you. And that's fair enough. They're going to worry about that, but let them worry about that, that they'll be fine. The main thing to do for you is to actually pursue what you love, but you need to do it in a way that you feel comfortable doing. And to me, if you're asking this question, then you're not that comfortable to just go and take the safety net out. Well, what I will say, Daniel, is that when <laughs> when you follow your dream, uh, as you most definitely will, and when you are winning an award, yes. or like an Oscar or a BAFTA or something yes, like that. I know what's coming here. I want to mention. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care if you mention her or not. <laughs> but I want to be mentioned. Yeah. Okay, I want this to be my moment. Like, I want the this Best Actor Award. Yeah. I want... First in the speech, thanks to Garot Farley. She's had her Eurovision. Moment, I wouldn't be. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't be I here without him. Yeah, I need this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Daniel, we'd love to know how you get on. Email us yeah. again and let us know how you get on. I just say, if you want to give yourself a Valentine's gift today, give yourself the love of doing what you do. Oh, do you like that? Neve. Do you like that? That's just fantastic. Isn't that amazing? No, but it's give yourself a gift. Stop fretting about everything. Just think about what you love about what you do and go find a way to do it. You don't have to give up your job to do it immediately.
You're welcome, Daniel. Yeah. You're welcome. And I swear to God, I have your email address. Yeah. I swear to God, Daniel, if I see even an interview with you in a yeah. paper where you don't credit everything in your life to me, I'll be just... Yeah, don't let him bully you that way. Another satisfied customer, yeah, Daniel. Go, Daniel. Yeah, Could yeah. be Daniel Day-Lewis or something. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> He's already retired. <laughs> yeah. God. He retires time, every two years. Time you? passes, doesn't it? Um, well, listen, it's been lovely to talk to you. Uh, yes. Thanks so much for listening. Remember what we said. If you have someone in your life that you think might like the show, tell them about it. Because we want to dominate the world. I think that's probably Exactly. <laughs> There's a couple of podcasts out there that need to be toppled. Yeah. Mark Maron, we're coming for you. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Head Stuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit ChildandFamilyResourceNetwork.org today.